Hey, you slackers. This is Addison, back again for another solo recording. Uh, sorry about that. I know y'all miss Brad. But uh, here to round off kind of this trip to Ireland. So thought uh, I'd come back and, and make sure that we get another recording out this week. Uh, we should be back to our normal cadence next week. No problems. Uh, with a lot to talk about, really. But for now, I uh, wanted to kind of talk about uh, talk about Ireland and uh, what I've learned and some tips that I've got, and go from there. So it won't be a long one, another short uh, short recording, but wanted to give a fair warning here at the beginning that it's just another solo recording, and uh, next week we'll be back to our normal cadence. Appreciate all the support. Don't forget to uh, rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening to it, and check out our different sites at, at Facebook and slackermoto.com and Patreon. Um Nonetheless, let's uh, let's get this this episode going. Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles in the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Right, let's just uh, jump into it. As mentioned, uh, it's just me today, but excited to uh, to be talking with you about both Ireland and some of the different things that I've learned and, and come to see. And kind of the first uh, first topic I want to talk about today is racing in the UK. So very specifically, of course, my my experience right now is Ireland, but nonetheless, it seems to be a very Western European culture here of road racing that I, I followed. So I, I know all of you that have listened to a couple of episodes have, have heard me talk about Isle of Man and other races that I watch. Uh, it's definitely something that I'm into, something that I follow to a, a fair point. I don't know that I'm obsessed or anything, but one of those items that, that is something that, that is part of my life. However, coming out here and seeing this culture is pretty amazing. I was just, had the opportunity to talk to a number of guys um, about road racing. Got the opportunity to go visit Joey's bar. Uh, that's Joey Dunlop. See kind of some of the Dunlop family legacy. Uh, it's a pretty sweet spot, I guess, before we get too deep into it. If you have the opportunity and you're in Ballymoney in uh, Northern Ireland, check out Joey's bar. A uh, really cool spot. Has a couple of his bikes in the walls. A lot of trophies, awards, pictures, signatures, really a lot of history of Joey Dunlop in that bar, as well as it's just a cool town. Across the street, there's a motorcycle dealership, um, you know, just up the road, there's a memorial gardens there that has a few statues. Uh, we'll post some pictures here on the Patreon page. Uh, everyone will get to see some some pictures of Joey, some pictures of Joey's bar. Uh, of course, the, the main picture there is... Uh, is Joey sporting some Slacker Moto uh, attire? Yeah, it was pretty fun to go visit all that, see all that history, uh, read a little bit about it. You know more than uh, more than I had known really before, and just kind of spend a few minutes, you know, enjoying the moment, um, sitting in in what is the the hometown of really a racing legacy, especially in road racing, a road racing legacy. Uh, worldwide. So that, that was a pretty cool opportunity, pretty cool experience. Uh, nonetheless, that got me talking to a lot of people 
both uh, there in Ballymoney, but as well as some of the people that I work with, uh, which is, of course, why I'm here. But talk to them about road racing and their experiences and try to kind of get, get in touch with a lot of people that ride. I had the opportunity to talk to a couple of guys, uh, specifically one of them. Uh, I'll, I'll omit names just for, for privacy's sake. But uh, grew up basically with the Dunlops. Grew up in Ballymoney. So had the opportunity to ride with Joey. He's a, he's a motorcycle rider. Had the opportunity to ride with Joey a handful of times. Has been to a couple of the races. Never competing, but has watched a lot of the road races. The Northwest 200. Um, a couple of the others locally in Ireland. And uh, Isle of Man TT, things like that, but but also would would go to the bar, run into Joey there, right? Ride to the bar on his bike, run into Joey, and they would go by, basically hopping from bar to bar on their bikes, racing from from bar to bar. Uh, some pretty cool experiences. I, I had the opportunity to check out the Dark Hedges. If you don't know what that is, look it up. But that's not the focus. And uh, just around those loops, there it's some twisty, fun roads with hedges on either side, kind of running through farm country. And, uh, you know, this, this gentleman was giving me, was telling me all these experiences he's had basically racing, trying to keep up with the Dunlops, uh, through these roads that they would, uh, they'd be at the bar, decide to go to the next bar, jump on their motorcycles and Joey would basically challenge everyone, you know, race you there. He'd get on the bike and it was just no keeping up. That dude would just be gone, which makes sense with the record he's got and the, the, uh, you know, the different awards and, and trophies that he's won. But he would just be gone. And this this guy I was talking to, one of my buddies at work here, was telling me how he would uh he'd have to keep up and, and, and try to try to just keep him in sights. Basically they'd pull into the next bar. Joey'd be sitting there at the bar already. And of course, you know, the the comment that he's already on his second pint. So uh, you know, one of those experiences that he had kind of seeing Joey in action, even just for fun, not necessarily in a competitive racing action, but still competitive. Riding was his life. Uh, and get into the bar so quickly that, that uh, it's debatable whether he was really on a second pipe, but enough that he could sit down calmly and, and be there drinking before the next, before anybody else could catch him, you know, and this was only maybe five miles away from the previous bar. So it's not like there was a ton of room to, to get a, you know, 10 minute lead on someone. So pretty impressive stories. Um, a lot of people that are talking about, you know, that I've talked to that go to these races and, and there's really a history in Ireland, in the UK, um, really in Western Europe, Northwest Europe with road racing. And, uh, just as my background in it, if you don't know a lot about it, it's basically racing on normal roads that are used the other 364 days of the year. So, you know, they take these these roads that aren't highways, you know, they're back roads, little two-lane two roads, they'll close them off and run a closed course on these roads that are moderately groomed and uneven and bumpy and, you know, not mapped out, definitely not safe, right? On the side of the road, you've got hedges, you've got walls, you've got houses, you've got posts, you've got signs, all the things that could kill you um, all throughout these races. So you're, you're running these road races and kind of just tearing up and down roads that that aren't really made for racing. And there's a culture there that that is just that's pretty impressive um, to just to do this. I you know in the U.S. it feels like something that would just be camped at by a by a police officer just writing tickets. Um, but 
there in in Ireland specifically in Northern Ireland as well. There's there's this culture to to understand motorcycles, understand motorcycles on the road, to ride them hard. This kind of goes back to what I talked about last week, that the speed limits on these roads are already more than you want to go. Uh, you don't want to be cruising at 100 kilometers per hour on these back roads in a car, um, or you're going to go over the edge, you're going to hit, you know, trees, you're going to, you just can't, the cars can't do it. Uh, whereas motorcycles, you probably could keep that speed pretty well. You can corner better, you can do a lot of these things that that uh, make it difficult to keep that pace in a car. So your ability really to ride hard and, and to more or less road race on a day-to-day basis on a motorcycle are, are much better. Um, I can also say that talking motorcycles and looking for guys that ride and, and having these conversations both at work and at, at night when I had some free time, you find that if, you, if someone doesn't ride in Northern Ireland at least, um, my experiences with Northern Ireland on this, but I, my guess would be UK entirely as well as Ireland, so, if, if you, someone doesn't ride, they know someone who does and they're very aware of riders and they're very safe and they're keeping their eye out and they're checking their blind spots and the culture is much more motorcycle heavy, even though there's probably as many or less riders on the road, um, at least in the season I was there right here in November, there's, you know, the weather's not that good. So there's not a ton of riders on the road, but, um, there's plenty of, of drivers that are still aware of that and still looking and keeping an eye out. And especially as the weather clears up for a day or two, people are, are aware that there's motorcyclists out there and are aware that they need to not kill them. Um, so there's a, there's just this community of, of riding hard on the road. And then when it's closed off legally riding as hard as you can on the road. So that, that is something that I found really cool. Um, it's been added to my bucket list to go back and check out whether it's the Northwest 200 Isle of Man's always been kind of on the list, but come to find out there's a lot more than just Isle of Man. Obviously that's the one we all know about. That's one of the most popular, but there are a lot of races throughout Ireland specifically, and likely much of the UK that maybe I'm still not aware of where you can uh, watch guys that are incredibly good riders run these streets in a closed course racing environment, but on normal roads where you can just line up and watch them go by at 200 miles per hour on the straights or whatever it is. Um, just an impressive, impressive culture there that for motorcycles that, that I was really, really moved by. Um, something that made me really want to go back and, and see and do more along those lines. Uh, granted in the summertime when there's a little bit more daylight at night would have given me a lot more opportunity to check these sites out and do a lot of that after work. But, you know, you do what you can with what you got. And with the trip I was, I was blessed with, I, I kind of was able to see and, and get just a, a taste of that culture. So, uh, you know, keep, keep your ears peeled because, you know, it won't be too long before that's, that's something that, that we're talking about more of here at Sakamoto because, I think it's a, an interesting culture, a really cool opportunity um, to really, you know, it's not just those pros that are riding. It's a lot of the amateurs that live in the area that ride that join into these races and, and don't win by any means, but have that opportunity to, to be part of the race culture. Just a really cool, cool experience there. Um, in fact, you got a couple of, uh, couple of conversations that I'll, I'll try to interject here throughout the episode um, so we can we can uh, share some of the the culture that I was able to talk with the guys uh, here in Ireland about 
And then the, uh, one of the other big things, granted this episode won't be a, a crazy long one, but one of the other big things that I wanted to discuss is just the versatility of writing in Ireland that I know I talked about this last week already, um, but the roads having now taken another week and, and seeing some of the, the twistier, smaller roads, it is just the most motorcycle friendly environment ever compared to, uh, you know, compared to the U.S., our, our roads are huge. Any car fits anywhere for the most part. Um, it's just not a not an issue. Uh, you never really, I don't know if needs the right word, but there's never really a time where a motorcycle is quote unquote the better choice, the more logical solution. Um, you know, fuel economy, sure, uh, but the, you know the cost of owning a motorcycle realistically when it comes to tires and oil change and all that really isn't leaps and bounds better. I know we've had that discussion. However, the roads in, in Ireland, the roads in really in Europe are just, some of those back roads are so small and thin and are technically two lanes, but there's just no way you're going to get two cars across. One car's got to stop and pull over to let the other car pass. Whereas if you're on a motorcycle, you keep going. Um, you can enjoy that road. And now we're not talking going fast and spirited. We're just talking, enjoying the scenery, enjoying the outdoors. It's just such a vast, beautiful, relatively unppopulated island the Emerald Isle itself is that I, it is the way to go. Um, this, this is going to be something that, that happens sooner or later. Uh, but the opportunity to ride in Europe, the opportunity to ride in these small towns, I'm not a, a person who tours and goes and sees, you know, stays in the city and just does the city stuff. I'm not, I'm not someone who is that excited about the big tourist trap type spots. I do want to see the big hitters, right? I had the opportunity to see the Giant's Causeway, the Cliffs of Moher, a couple of these things that are just really beautiful and awesome. But, you know, for the most part, I was visiting small castles or hiking locations that are lesser known and less seen, but entirely beautiful. And kind of going to these spots, the, the best way would be by bike. Granted, the weather has been really sketchy, uh, incredibly wet, really cold, at least as someone who came unprepared, right, without the ability, because I'm there for work, I can't, I don't have a suitcase full of gear, I have a suitcase full of what I needed for work. Um, so, you know, being relatively unprepared, it just wasn't ideal to to go and freeze my nuts off out in Ireland, and kind of make it somewhat of a miserable time just to have that experience. But going back for, for pleasure, going back for fun, the opportunity to do that is, is there and, and the roads, the environment, um, the vast scenery is just so much more open to not having a cage. Uh, it, it is beautiful, highly recommended. Uh, basically my, my synopsis of, of the trip, my, uh, kind of final notes here, my, my send off as I'm getting ready here to, to come back to, to the U S is that Ireland is a beautiful country. Uh, I didn't necessarily have the desire to come back, right? My, my thought coming into this was I would go for this one trip. This would be my chance to kind of do everything I would do. I don't know that I'll care enough to, to come back. I don't know that it'll really, you know, become a part of me. But having been there now, the, the cost to get into Dublin really isn't that crazy flight-wise. And it is just such a beautiful country that there's so much more to see, so much more to do. Uh, the culture there is awesome and incredible really became a, a, an awesome opportunity that I really fell in love with the Emerald Isle, really fell in love with both Ireland and Northern Ireland. 
had the opportunity to see kind of some of the history of both, spent some time in in Londonderry Dairy and had the opportunity to kind of see a lot of that history, but but and understand really where Ireland's coming from, both Northern Ireland and Ireland, uh, the Republic of Ireland, but it is it is just such a beautiful area that has geography and scenery like I've never seen before. And highly recommend, I highly recommend this as a location for everyone to see. Um, if you're traveling overseas, that's definitely not a country to ignore. Uh, it's definitely one to visit, definitely a country to see. The people are just awesome and, and so friendly. And I just had an incredible experience. Want to, uh, you know, thank all those that helped support the, the trip. Um, Philip McCallum was, was so generous to sit down and have a conversation with me and, and really invite me into their, uh, their speed triple opening that we talked about last week. Uh, all the guys, uh, at work, I know a few of them are, are going to be listening. I appreciate all of your hospitality, really had an awesome experience and, uh, wouldn't trade it for the world. Excited to make the opportunity to go back because some opportunities come, on their own, whether it comes in the way that it did this time again, or whether I have to create that opportunity, really looking forward to going back and seeing more of Ireland. Nonetheless, Slackers, it's a, uh, it's a place to see, had a wonderful time. Appreciate all of, uh, appreciate you listening and, and following, uh, following along on this adventure that I was able to have. I hope, uh, hope these solo recordings are, are enjoyable. I will uh, come back and, and record a bit more back in the States, but, Appreciate uh, appreciate everything, guys. I mean, the, you know the the steps, uh, the, the jazz causeway. That yeah. was how we down we walked down to the sea and walked back up again and stuff. But a few years ago, uh, they made a they made a when was it? Was it? I can't remember what time of the year they done it. But there's a clip on BBC Newsline where they created a, an imaginary door in the side of the cliffs at the Jazz Causeway <clears throat> and it shows you like uh, it's all mocked up but this guy's coming around and just as he's coming around there's a giant and he sneaks into the cave and closes the door behind him and the, rub- the rubble all comes down and stuff and it's real, so so well done like you know what I mean Hannam Coast Roads was a great it's a motorcycling road like really you got all the scratch boys all coming over last time I was in Bally Castle there was a fella Came through and I seen all the crowd round where the bikes all parked and there they were all round. Went over and went for a nosey. It was a CBX 1000 Honda. Oh, wow. okay. Holy, you don't see this thing. It was like it was out of the shop. There's a Scottish flag in the back of it. Like <laughs> said he bought it as a kit. Okay. It was still boxed. It was never built. And he got his hands on it. Built yeah. It. Just sounded like an F1 car. Down at uh, McAllen, they had a uh, H2, was it H2R? The, 900? Uh, no, it's the 1400 supercharged. Oh, the six cylinder With one. the wings, yeah. All right. I mean, just. Green one, was it? It was black, but. Is that crazy. A new one? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the old one. Oh, no, no, this is the new. Is that four cylinder or something? It's a four. Four. Did Kawasaki had a six ton? Yeah. Honda did too. Oh, but they were trying to compete with Honda. Yeah. Honda brought it out first, didn't they? Yep. How uh, Mike Hale would racing 
256 in the... You're here outside? Uh, 256 already. Mike Hillwood. Okay. I'm on TT and used to do yeah. the, used to do the Ulster Grand Prix here. Cause okay, it, yeah. Because it used to be part of the World Championship. Sure. I heard that thing going, holy... I can only imagine. Oh, I hang out. It was it in the MV Augusta. You knew you know me. You knew the MV. Just by the yeah, sound. And you knew... Agostini was on the MV and Mike Hillman was on the Honda. Six. That's crazy. Well, slackers, we are back in the United States of friggin' America. Uh, it's nice to be back home. Amazing to see my family. Uh, as all of you know, that listen to the podcast, Family First, and uh, I will say the hardest thing about being gone is being away from family for a couple of weeks. That was uh, That was a long time gone. But uh, nice to come home, see the kids, see the wife, uh, have uh, have everybody here home, and and excited to see me. It was uh, was really nice. Uh, we have not had the opportunity, Brad and I, to uh, meet up in person. Of course, we've been in plenty of conversation, planning for next week's podcast. Wanted to get a, a just a last little little conversation in here with the uh, solo cast for this week, uh, as this will basically go out right after I record this. Um, just getting back in the States, but, uh, nonetheless, the trip to Ireland was, was absolutely incredible. I know I've said that a thousand times, so I won't, uh, won't beat that one too hard, but it was a, an amazing opportunity. And, uh, I get back here to the U S right. Fly in, uh, end up with a crazy layover on the East coast, uh, looking at it rain and, and freezing cold snow and all that, all that garbage over there. Uh, so I apologize to all the riders over in the East Coast. It looks like you're getting hit and, and maybe losing some some riding days. But get back to the Northwest, and it is just beautiful and sunny and looks great here. Uh, so called up my buddy. I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago that, that just recently got his first bike. Uh, got to check out his bike. So, uh, you know, the this guy has a pretty sweet little 200, CB200. It's got a nice, uh, nice rebuild on it. It looks like it's pretty well custom done. Olin's shocks in the rear. Anyway, I know I'm getting into to the minutia of the bike, but he brought it over, let me give it a shot, ride it around. Uh, and I gotta say, this thing's pretty sweet. He's, uh, he picked up a good deal. Uh, we talked about it a little bit in his awesome experience picking up the bike. We'll have him on the podcast, kind of talk to him. He's up for chatting. Uh, I know he's headed off to college here in the near future, so we'll, we'll try to catch him before that. Uh, to, to just have a discussion about riding for the first time and, and understanding getting your endorsement and, and understanding the bike and, and all these different things that he's had to learn, kind of just diving into it feet first. In my opinion, good for him. He's killing it. Uh, but it's a cool little bike. He's got it all set up. He's kind of got some some basic gear to, to match the style of the bike and uh, really got himself set up nice. So I appreciate you coming by. Uh, you know who you are. You'll, you'll, I know you'll be listening uh, for the shout out here. Um, but that, that's a sweet little bike. I thoroughly enjoyed kind of cruising it around the neighborhood a little bit here, um, working it a bit. It runs, runs like a champ, uh, and I know that the uh, the thought may not be to keep that, maybe to sell it before college, and uh, it's likely worth more than you got it for. So I'd say by all means do that and uh, and look at something when you get there, but. It's a, it's a sweet bike. I appreciate you coming by and, and letting me ride it. It it really was a lot of fun. Uh, and it was fun to sit and chat motorcycles. Uh, that being said, as mentioned, the weather here has been gorgeous. So uh, getting a little bit of work done here on bikes, 
didn't, uh, I prepped the fuel system pretty well before I left, but didn't really get the battery on the charger. So checked all that and getting the, uh, the GL all set up and ready for, for a couple of rides. I think we're going to have some moderately good weather. It's still colder, colder than snot out here, but nonetheless, it's, uh, you know, it's good and sunny, so it's riding weather as far as I'm concerned. So getting everything set up for the GL to go for a couple of rides here in the next uh, next week or, or so. At least get an opportunity to ride into work on it. Uh, but nonetheless, I hope everybody's enjoying the good weather. I hope everybody that has it is enjoying the good weather, I should say. Um, I know our, our turn is coming where this is going to get rough. There was some talk of snow, but it looks like somehow we bypassed it. But the... Uh, the season doesn't end. Get get yourself some good gear. Uh, get yourself, you know, some warm clothes, warm gloves, and uh, and good protection. And the season doesn't have to end just because it gets cold. If you've got dry days, if even if you've got wet days and you got the right gear, keep riding. Um, coming back from from the UK, there, coming back from Northern Ireland, uh, I gotta say I, I miss the culture. Um, everybody's aware of bikes. Everybody more or less knows someone with a bike. Everybody, not everybody, but most people have ridden a bike. Uh, the motorcycle awareness in Northern Ireland is just incredible. And getting here, kind of remembering that nobody knows. Uh, a lot of people don't have any experience with motorcycles, don't necessarily have that opportunity in their lives. Um, you know, I I appreciated having that the that visitor here at the shop with their with their bike to to be able to kind of take it for a spin and see someone who did just jump in, kind of. Without with very little push, I know there's a few of us in his lives that have always talked about getting a motorcycle, but it's uh, you know it's something that I that I I already miss coming back here to the states. That we need to really those of us that ride, let's do our part to to share in a very positive way, right? That's the important part. That the the point isn't to to throw things at people or be a jerk on a bike or you know be too cool for school or or whatever have whatever these negative connotations that motorcyclists have. But to, to be open to the rest of the community that may not have a motorcycle, but could be part of the motorcycle community. Uh, the important part of that is to, to really open ourselves up, let people take a bike for a spin. Um, you know, be, be a positive part of the community. Bring a positive light to the motorcycle world. As you pass, as you ride, right? If there's a kid next to you, wave to them. I know my kids love to wave at motorcyclists, and it's probably less than half that wave back. But when they do, it really brightens up their day. They know to look for it. They know to be aware of it. You know, be a friendly motorcycle on the road. Be a positive influence for motorcycling. And we can bring that culture back. We can really help ourselves out as a motorcycle community. Because the more positive influence we have, the more awareness people have of us, the better our rights will be. The better vehicles we'll get. The manufacturers will take note. Um, they're really all encompassing. If we can really make ourselves a more positive, better part of the community as a whole, then that motorcycle community benefits from it. So that, that would be kind of my 10 cents coming back to the U S not seeing a single bike in, in a couple of days here. Um, you know, let's, let's be, except the one that came and visited the shop. I got to give credit where credit's due there. But let, let's be a positive influence on those that may, maybe don't have experience with bikes. Maybe those that have a bad experience with bikes. Let's make those positive experiences. Let's, let's share our love of motorcycling without being confrontational, rude, or pompous, or, or whatever comes off when we're riding. 
but I look forward to, to seeing the community do that, to seeing our community grow. Um, I've kind of got a rejuvenated feel for, for put, not pushing, but for being that positive influence, being a spark in the motorcycle community. I know that's why this podcast started was, was really a love for motorcycles and the motorcycle community. I think the intro says that, and I don't think I know the intro says that every week, but I've kind of got that rejuvenated feel for it and really work, want to work hard to help people get their endorsement, help people have a, a really good experience with bikes. Um, so that they maybe don't get the bug, but at least aren't negative towards it. Um, this is the off season for riding. There's a lot of shows happening, a lot of experiences, a lot of opportunities that we have to really share motorcycles with friends. Bring a friend to the one show. It's something we can do here in Portland. Uh, the auto show has a motorcycle section. If you go to the auto show with friends in any state that you're at, international auto show, um, Go check out the motorcycles for a minute. Kind of show off. Let your friend throw a leg over one of the cool new bikes, whatever they're into. Uh, try to share that with some people and, and make get a little bit more excitement for motorcycles and, and the opportunity to ride. You know, that nobody needs a bike. You don't you don't have to get your bike. You don't have to I shouldn't say nobody needs a bike. I need a bike, but you don't have to have a bike. You don't have to be an active, crazy motorcyclist in the world, right? But if you have any interest in it, you know, you can help your friends understand that getting an endorsement is the first step. You can get your endorsement and never ride again, but at least you've had that opportunity. Um, anyway, off my soapbox here. It's nice to be back in the States. Nice to be back with all the slackers here in Oregon and Washington. And I hope everybody is having had an excellent holiday. Um, happy Thanksgiving. I know that's super late to everyone, but I hope it was a great one. Hope you enjoyed your turkey. Had a couple of after Thanksgiving, day, you know, Black Friday rides or whatever it was. There were deals all over. I hope, hope a lot of you bought bikes or gear or whatever you needed with those sales that were happening. Um, and I look forward to coming back next week with Brad Strong and, and just as we always were, maybe maybe a little bit better, hopefully. We get better every week. But appreciate the support, the love. Uh, again, don't forget to, to rate and review. We'll see you on Facebook. Uh, go ahead and comment and, and become part of that community. And then, of course... Check out our Patreon page. We'll have a lot of stuff coming in from Ireland. Uh, and then Instagram's got a lot as well. But uh, thanks, everyone, and have an awesome week. And again, I guess I'm doing this for Brad. But uh, until next time, ride on. Mm-hmm.